Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of a triune God of love. Amen. Amen. One day, when my daughter was two and a half years old, she and I found ourselves alone in a church after the Sunday services. Elsie wandered back and forth through the pews, and then she plucked a red book of common prayer out of a rack and asked me to read her the story about the ferret. I asked her to please clarify. She did so by asking louder for the ferret story, which apparently she believed was located in our prayer book. I could not for the life of me think of any story about rodents anywhere in our book of common prayer, so we went back and forth for a frustratingly long time, which is typical when trying to decode the frantic request of a toddler, until finally Elsie said, You know, Mama, the story of the ferret, the holy ferret. (laughs) Right, the holy ferret. (laughs) God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each of whom are known by various names, sometimes as ferrets, apparently, when one does not yet know how to make the sound. These three persons of God come to us in a multitude of ways. And yet we are united in Christianity in that we understand God as Trinity. We are baptized in the name of the Trinity. And I believe we are invited into our own unique relationship with God in all of God's forms. And that we know God both through our own experiences and through one another's stories, stories that cut across time and space and tradition, but that somehow reveal God as love, unified and threefold. On this Trinity Sunday morning, I want to call to mind stories of the Holy Spirit. I want to call to mind stories of the word that was and is and is to come who came as Jesus of Nazareth. Emmanuel, God with us. I want to call to mind stories of the creator who made heaven and earth and geese and moonlight and oxygen and you and me and the bread and wine that we will share around this table today. As I share my stories, I will invite you to call to mind your stories and images and memories as well. I learned how to use a pottery wheel in high school because I had the annoying habit 
of finishing my art assignments quickly and with rushed mediocrity. As the rest of the class worked diligently for a few weeks after I had finished a project, my art teacher was stuck with me wandering around, bored. (laughs) Finally, she set me up on a pottery wheel in the kiln room. Now, one cannot rush through the process of learning how to center clay. It is hard work and takes patience and strength and steadiness. It was the first medium that I lost myself in. First, I made a chess set, though I have yet to learn how to play chess. I spun each of the 32 pieces out on the wheel, carved them to be hollow, fired them. I made tiles and grouted them to a board, stayed late to help fire those. I was hooked. I made a pudgy little chalice and patten to be used at an upcoming youth retreat. I made thick bowls and short cups. In college, I sped through all the prereqs needed before registering for ceramics, and once they let me in, I essentially moved into the ceramics studio. It was my second home and my primary church. There was something about play, making it, mixing it, forming it, carving it, watching it spin, waiting for it to fire. Something that felt deeply and inarticulatably holy. When I read the creation story that we heard today, I think of clay. I think of an ancient void when we were not but mud. And I think of the love with which we were formed and with which God called us good. As a girl with my hands in clay, I had the audacity to feel as though I was co-creating with the Creator. And I don't think that that audacious thought was that far off the mark. And so I keep knowing God the Creator when I myself am in the act of creating, cooking, writing, raising children. These things are for me an act of prayer to and with The God who creates. And I wonder where in your life you know the creator. God who is love. God who Jesus called Father. I invite you to take a moment. Close your eyes if you'd like. Scan through your life. Slideshows in your mind's eye of scenes when you knew yourself to be in relationship with this God. Choose one memory. Hold it lightly. I'll give you a moment of quiet. Maybe when this experience or image happened for you, you did not know that it was a divine presence. Maybe you know now that it is. Once you have your story, your image, imagine putting it in a gift box and wrapping it up and placing it on a table at the center of who you are. And when you are ready, leave it there 
and come back to us. Open your eyes if they are closed and find yourself here. After college, I left my pottery wheel behind and moved into a house in the hills of Togo, West Africa. I lived alone for the first time. I was the only English speaker in town. I had no pottery, no church, no family, no lifelong friends. The distance between me and my support system was daunting. I was lonely with a capital L. So I got a puppy and named her Rainer after Rainer Maria Rilke, a writer who was keeping me company in my loneliness. Rainer, the puppy, died in my arms after just a couple of months. I was devastated and lost. I couldn't even figure out what to do with Rainer's body because the ground around my house and my village was too hard to dig in. For some time, I was in shock over how alone a person could be. But I was aware of a thread of light that kept me from feeling absolutely alone. That awareness grew over time and became more real the more I needed it. And I knew it to be Emmanuel, God with me, Jesus Christ residing in my heart. Sometimes I knew Christ in the darkness of my solitude, and sometimes I knew Christ present in another person. When my neighbor, Jolly Lou, came to take Rainer away and bury her in a dried-out well, I thanked Jesus for showing up for me once again. It's a time to close your eyes and go into your life again. To find your Jesus story. When have you known yourself to be accompanied? Or when have you discovered something in the story of Jesus of Nazareth that mattered deeply for your own life? Find your story or give yourself permission to wait for it for when it does come. And I'll give you another bit of quiet. When you have this thing in your hands, this thing that helps you to understand Jesus Christ, put it in a box, wrap it up, and put it on your gift table next to the first gift. And then come back to us here. Now let us move on to the Holy Spirit. I've already shared One of my Holy Spirit stories, and honestly, it can be very hard to find just one. How often have you felt buoyed by the sound of a child's laughter or the song sung by a stranger that speaks to something that was already present in your heart? How often has the wind caught your spirit or the rain refreshed your mood? The Spirit, it fuels us, it inspires us, surprises us, catches us off guard. When Jesus was about to die, he told his disciples that he was sending an advocate to be with them in his place. And every day I see ways in which that advocate is present with us. I knew the Holy Spirit in the fire of pottery kilns, and I knew her in the beauty of Africa. 
When Elsie asked for a story about the Holy Spirit in the Book of Common Prayer, I knew intellectually that I could find her something in that book. But a bigger knowing was that my daughter's young life was already full of stories of the Holy Spirit. In her laughter, in her awe, and in the way she brought delight to my life. So close your eyes once again and find the story that you would tell if you were asked about the spirit or the spirit or the living, loving, active, energized presence of God. Was there a moment of unexpected inspiration, creativity, or a wave of pure love? Did you know as your heart filled that it was a holy presence? For just one moment, find one of your stories. It doesn't have to be the best or the most profound. But find one. And when you have it, put it in a third gift box and wrap it up and add it to that table at the center of who you are and then come back. Today we celebrate Trinity Sunday at Trinity Church. We in this place hope we are co-creating with the Creator, co-creating Love. We in this place gather to take Jesus more fully into ourselves at this table. We in this place are open and grateful to the Holy Spirit. As we continue this celebration in prayer and song, silence and feasting, I want to call into our communal awareness the fact that we have each just set a table at the core of each of us with three gifts on each table, and that our worship continues among a field of gifts given by and offered back to a God of profound threefold love. Amen.